This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And as we always do, we are constantly on the lookout for tips, tricks, tools, software, whatever we can to make your life in the middle market easier. I got a guy. I got a guy. I found him, and he's on the podcast today, Mr. Michael Zal from Yellowbird. What's cooking, Michael? Hey, what's shaking, David? How are you? I'm uh, happy to be here. Yeah, the beard is outnumbered for once on a podcast. Two non-beards to one beard. <laughs> Lame. I like it. Lame. <laughs> so, Kyle, this is going to be great exploratory information for you because I didn't even tell you who we were having on or where to go research yeah. them or anything, but that's all right. How 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 is that in any way different than any other podcast we've ever done? Well, the good news is I've made myself a New Year's resolution for 2022 to get you a complete deck on everybody before they're here because I know your <laughs> capabilities for answering serious or asking serious questions, and I feel like we're going to help you reach that. I'm potential. all about serious questions. So this guy though, this guy's got something. Like it is okay. pretty cool and the way that he described it to me is how I have also described it to literally everybody else that I've talked to about this since we talked. But in layman's terms, what Michael's product Yellowbird is is like Uber for loss control professionals. EHS professionals, environmental health and safety. Okay. I'm in Tampa, okay. Florida. <laughs> Go on. But Johnny Contractor has a site in Boise, Idaho that needs a loss control inspection. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody mm -hmm. in Boise, but I know Yellowbird. <laughs> there you go. And I can find somebody on his exchange to handle that visit for me up in Boise. So before we get okay. into all of that and the cool stuff that you guys are doing, talk a little bit about your background, Michael. I mean, I know that you have had several successful exits from other tech companies, um, but talk a little bit about you know what you've done over the course of your career and, and that sort of landed you where you are today. Well, I think as most people will tell their story, it's uh, similar to everybody else's, which there's no straight line from here to there. Uh, started uh, in Southern California, went up to Northern California in the 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, got into uh, fiber optics 
ended up in satellite communications and in satellite communications, you're dealing in some very high consequence industries. And what I consider to be high consequence are things like oil and gas, mining, refineries, things that if they go boom or have some kind of an issue, you're definitely going to be, uh, you know, up a creek. And so the more and more I started realizing the value in what we were doing, the closer to EPA and closer to OSHA um, governance we became as a company that says, look, what do you do um, if somebody gets injured? What do you do if somebody gets hurt? What do you do if you can't reach people at the edge? And so that was a satellite communications world that I was living in for 15, 18 years. Now, I started a couple of other companies during that during that timeline, but that was always my primary love. I'm kind of an expert in that field. And when I finally got to the point where it was enough, um, and when I say enough, it wasn't because I lost passion for it. It was really just I wanted a new challenge. And Yellowbird came to me um, in somewhat of a somewhat of a dream. It wasn't really a dream, but it was uh, looking for another opportunity to do something. And the idea came in the back of, a, of an Uber where there was a very overqualified driver driving me to the airport. <laughs> and as we've all probably experienced a time or two when you're getting driven in Uber, they all have very interesting stories. Everybody from a <laughs> from a CPA to a to a colonel in the Air Force to um, to other walks of life, and they do it for all sorts of reasons. Um, everything from I was retired and I want to sit on a couch, uh, and I can't sit on a couch anymore, and so I need to get out there and do something, to um, I've got a child that's going to school, and I don't want to have any college debt when they get out, and so I'm going to drive Uber in the, uh, in the evenings and on the weekends. And so my thought was, what if I could take people's skills, capabilities, knowledge, and match them with opportunity and pay them a heck of a lot better than Uber does, and based upon who they are and what they know and where they are. And so that was the original concept of Yellowbird, and um, we've done very, very well over the last 24 or 36 months now. I just saw this meme earlier that is, <laughs> it's, it's a picture of Lloyd Christmas when he's driving the, the limo, and says, every, every Uber driver ever, and it says underneath it, this isn't my real job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so true. It is so true. Uh, now, I want what I what I hope to do is be able to keep people engaged for a lot longer in their careers so we don't lose people because you know, I know David, you you reference loss control. But the reality is is that environmental health and safety, you've got all of these expertise and nuances of people's backgrounds. And the bare minimum is to be a loss control expert. The, what you really want is somebody who can truly go on site and say, yeah, I ran locations exactly like this, and I can do a, a real assessment, or I can do a real inspection, not I happen to be a CSP, and I have a pulse, and I can go out and walk the site and fill out paperwork. Um, we want to go much, much deeper than that. Well, I think that's the value to the agency, man. Like, look, there's some of you out there that are listening to this. They're going to get pissed off as soon as I say this, and I'm sorry for that. But I hate to be the one to give you the bad news. The best loss control people, the best environmental health and safety people out there are not going to come work for your agency or mine for that matter. We can't afford to pay them what they can make in the open market as consultants. So if you're really wanting to deliver best-in-class service to your clients, quit trying to hire this stuff in-house. It doesn't make sense, right? And I talked about, I've talked about this story a few times on the podcast before, but if I have the ability, let's just say I'm um, 
you know, working with an account that's a manufacturer of glass containers, right? For all practical purposes, I could probably have a general loss control visit done, or I could have a general ergonomic study done, or I could have an industrial hygienist come in and do an audit or whatever else. But if I could have that same stuff done by somebody who did that in the course of their career, specifically at another glass bottle manufacturing facility, how much more valuable is that, right? And I mean, I think this is some of the same thing that we run into with our carrier partners in that they have in-house loss control. One of the benefits of that is those people have seen like literally anything and everything. One of the downfalls of that is that those people have seen like literally <laughs> anything and everything. They can't really go deep into one thing. And many times because they lack that expertise, they become box checkers on a safety checklist. And that's not really delivering value to anybody. I want somebody who has sat in the chair of the position that that company probably needs, because that's the other thing. Specific to the middle market, specific to our audience, we're talking about companies that are big, but not big enough, right? They're big big enough that they need, uh, they're big in that they have challenges around safety and health, risk management, all of that stuff, but they're not big enough that they can afford to bring that in. And so many times, they're defaulting to doing nothing or to try and have the human resources person or some other jack of all trades in the organization wear those hats, or they're <laughs> going to rely on carrier resources, uh. or they're going to hope or rely on advice from their insurance agent. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Most insurance agents don't have much advice outside of insurance. The ones that are listening to this podcast do because they're more forward thinking and they're looking at total cost of risk and all of that other stuff. But the, but the truth is most agents out there aren't providing that kind of value. They're not solving problems. They're selling policies. Why? Because that's how they get paid. It's true. But even, even you know, with, with that being said, like, you know, we're, we're not going to be an expert on every single no. different type of business that's out there. Like, we can't handle all that. You know, we, we can have general, like you said, you mean, you, you, you go and point out, like, you, you know, the stuff that's low-hanging fruit and the things that can kind of apply that you can just see walking through the factory or workshop or warehouse or whatever, but you're not going to be specialized enough in every single industry to where you can point things out that someone who has worked in that industry before is going to pick up on. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think that's, that's part of what it is, right? This goes back to the discussion that I have periodically about the difference between functional risk management and tactical risk management, right? So my definition of functional risk management is what can we as agents do? What can we notice? What can we see? What, you know, all of this stuff, right? And how does that fit into everything that we're doing? That's functional. That's stuff that Kyle and I are smart enough to figure out. We can notice things walking around. It's the it's the exit sign, the emergency guard, exit sign that's not yeah, lit. Guards the on guards drills on, I mean, anybody that just, stupid yeah, stuff. Anybody that's not stupid stuff, but like obvious right, things. Right, right. But then there's yep. tactical risk management, right? And that gets into the whole other thing. And that's where you know you have to be able to understand that. Now, it, look, functionally, there's a lot of things I can do. That doesn't make me best in class at them. Tactically, there's a much smaller list of things that I'm mm -hmm. exceptional at. And I think we're all the same in, as far as that goes. And so I think that where, where Yellowbird fits in, from my opinion, is you take the functional and you make it tactical, right? You take the guy like me that says, 
I see this, this, and this. Let's really go deep. Let's figure out what's really going on here. And I mean, right now, how that, or not, I shouldn't say right now, but to this point, that problem's been solved. How? You got to go figure out where to find these people. <laughs> you have to yeah. research them. You have to hunt them down. Then you have to hope they have availability and are able to to work with you. And that poses a problem because at some point you're going to run out of opportunities or time. Right. Well, the, in terms the, cha- of oppor- the challenge is, oppor- I'm sorry, you didn't mean to cut you off, David. No, go ahead. You're good. Yeah. So, so the challenge is, is that I think all salespeople, relationship management people, folks who are trying to build deep relationships say the same thing. I want to be your trusted advisor. I want to be your go-to person. I want to be here for you. And then they get a phone call from one of their clients and they say, hey, I just had a, I just had an incident or I was just uh, an OSHA letter showed up. What do I do? And the trusted advisor and the insurance agent says, oh, well, you know, we definitely want to help you with that. And then they start thinking, how the heck am I going to help you with that? Like, because they want to, they, if they're a good, if they're mm-hmm. a good relationship builder and they're there for their client, they're going to do their darndest to help them. But they're, you know, they have limited resources in their own right. And so one of the things that we've been trying to do is get out there and, and build relationships with, with leading brokers and say, we are here as a on-demand resource as well, not just for loss control assessments, but also on ongoing services on in, in the long game. Somebody says to you, hey, I'd like to do a mock uh, OSHA inspection, not a real OSHA inspection, a mock OSHA inspection, so that the things that pop up here, um, you can actually give me some resources to help me rectify these things so that next year when I go for a rebid, I'm, I'm actually feeling better about where I am from a, from a, um, uh, a loss control and risk perspective. And so that's one of, that's our long-term vision is that we can have this, these deep relationships that we can be on demand availability of, it's not going to be the same person that does your chemical resources. Let's just say you have a warehouse, a, a, a glass manufacturer as you used, and you have all this chemicals on these barrels that may or may not be sitting on the ground and maybe need spill pallets and some other things that they require in in the chemical management side. But you also have maybe an electrical issue over here to the right. Unlikely that's the same person that needs to be there to rectify both of those or at least even identify both of those. So that's one of the things that we're trying to get deeper into in these relationships is how do we serve the broker community and their relationships to assist in being just an on-demand resource. And I think uh, I think we've got something really spe- special here to do that. Yeah, so what was the, what's been the biggest adoption? Like what are people, what's the most popular thing people are using the app for right now? Two things. One, uh, loss control surveys, you know, the old adage that time kills deals. So we can actually do loss control surveys much more rapidly than any of the uh, traditional ways of doing it, whether it be a carrier sending somebody out or whether it be the broker sending out a resource. We, generally speaking, can send people out much more rapidly. So the loss control surveys or loss control audits, as they call them sometimes, loss engineering, they all have basically a similar name for the same function, which is send one of the Yellowbird people out to go walk through, look at it with a discerning eye, and come back with an accurate loss control assessment. That's the number one thing. The second thing that we've been really, really popular on is actually training, where they're getting calls from people saying, hey, I was told I need a forklift training or fall protection training in construction, or I need an OSHA 10 or OSHA 30 trainings. We have trainers all across the country. And so 
for us, the training and ongoing services are something that a lot of the brokers have been using as a value add. You know, the old adage of, of the broker never calls me except for every nine months. Um, you know, you're, you're about to get renewed. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we offer some of that value added services on a continuous basis where you say, hey, let me send somebody out there every 60, 90 days to, uh, and these are resources that, that brokers are actually offering their clients. And it's, it's been a nice, nice relationship there to help, help do that. Because again, we have over 650 match ready professionals right now. We have over 2,500 across the country that are registered. So nowhere in the country that I can't send people right now. So, so how does, so how does the app work or or like what's, you know, what's the user experience? What's that like? Super easy. So, um, from a, from a, just a, uh, end customer or broker experience, they go to they go to goyellowbird.com. You register as a company because it's companies mm-hmm. companies and professionals, right? Professionals are registering to do services. Companies are registering to get services. So you register you register and there's a drop down that says I need a job done. So it can be and you have these basic st- standard jobs. You know same same thirty forty things everybody needs across the country. Um, really same 10 things. So you just drop it down, it will pre-fill it out. And if it's something unique to you, you add it, you can modify it. And then you submit. And usually within two to three hours, you get a match and says, we've got a professional match with you. Um, Would you like to accept this person? And it starts going. Hmm. I mean, it literally is that easy because the AI in the background um, is doing all the heavy lifting. It's saying, okay, geography, certifications, background, we're using all the things that the submission came in to match it with the right person. Bare minimum, it's in the right geo with the right background and the right cert. Go deep, maybe it's the right person, the right background, the right cert, in the right industry, maybe even with the really particular nuance. That's what we, that's what we strive for. That's our, that's our gold standard. That's interesting. So can people search by that particular nuance or is it more so you just kind of put in your general info and, um, you, you know, fill in what you're looking for and, and, and hope that it lines up or can you get really granular with it? You can get super granular with it, but you can't search through our database for people. Uh, the system will feed you the, per- okay. the system will feed you the person. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, because we're trying to save people time and energy. We don't want them thinking of us as like a zip recruiter or some other kind of a, a listing organization that just gives you a list. Now you need to follow up with everything. We do it all. So when the person gets matched, this person has insurance. This person has the bill is available at your location when you said you needed it. Um, they have the right background on this stuff. So we're, we're literally feeding it to you on a tray rather than saying, Here's your 40 people that match. Now start calling them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why, mm-hmm. why do I need you to do that? I have my own Rolodex of people I could call. So our ambition is actually to feed it to you on a platter. Nice. Yeah. It's working cool. well. So talk about, like, I, look, I don't want to, like, have you spill all your candy in the lobby, as my good friend Scott Howell says on the Insurance <laughs> Guys podcast all the time, but... You know, the million dollar question is always going to be how do how do people pay for this? What's the cost? Is it more right. expensive for me to have the convenience or whatever else? And I mean, let's let's talk through that a little bit because I think that there's a lot of things that we can bring up around all of that that'll probably help people get through like processing what you're actually doing. No, it's a great question. And it's an appropriate question. It's one that most people don't ask and I'm glad you did, David. So, um depend and <laughs> 
the worst answer in the world. Depends. No, but but really, I mean, it, it, it really does. So let me give you a scenario. Somebody's doing loss controls at 17, 20 different sites. And in most circumstances, when you're trying to do that kind of thing, there's going to be five or six or 10 that are just money losers. You just know it. And you're like, well, I guess if we it all works out in the wash and we're going to try and take that take care of the customer. And so we're going to lose money on some of these. We try to avoid that at all at all costs. We try to make sure that every single transaction is profitable for our partner and profitable for the company. And the way we do that is we have the right people and the right geography, very little travel, very little logistical, and able to do it quickly. Now, as far as billing rates concerned, generally speaking, we're within five or ten percent of what of the current cost of anything in in the market. So sometimes we're five or ten below, sometimes we're five or ten higher. We are a single source of, of services. So you could get anybody across the country. We make sure that they're, we provide the insurance. So that's a huge one. That's a huge benefit. Uh, professional liability insurance as well as accident coverage, occupational accident coverage. So if you've hired somebody on the Yellowbird platform to come out and do a job, and let's just say that they bunk their head when they're looking underneath the thing and they have to go to the hospital, that's covered by our insurance. It's not theirs and it's not yours. It's actually covered by Yellowbird's insurance to have that happen. Now, we hope that doesn't happen, but we do that. The most important aspect of this is the speed and nimbleness. So the way it works is basically we send somebody out, we have it go, the customer approves the job, we pay the professional within 48 hours, because that's one of the reasons that they go with us, is because we pay them very, very rapidly. And then we uh, invoice the, the broker or the end customer, depending on who's actually hired us. Uh, from a cost perspective, we're much more efficient. So it takes a fraction of the time to do the reconciliation. Generally speaking, it takes low to no interface from the broker or the end customer. We're handling all of that. We actually do all the logistics. And so everything being equal, it's still a better deal for the broker and the end customer. But I will say that if you have a loss control professional that's on your payroll in the same town with the same background, and you already have a sunk cost on that individual, Maybe it makes sense for you to use your individual, but in most circumstances, you don't have that perfect fit. You're kind of squinting and trying to make it work. Now, our ambition is never to become a replacement for your full-time employees. My ambition is to become, your employees become air traffic control, and our people are the ones doing the work. So now you're like, okay, well, I know what I need. I know what the forms need to look like. I know. So you're doing QC, you're doing quality control, you're facilitating all these moving parts, but using Yelber professionals wherever they are on demand when they're needed. So here's the thing, because a lot of people don't realize that they really should be providing some of this service on the agency side. We rely on the resources that we have access to from the carrier because why? Well, we don't have to pay for them, right? They're free. An agent would much rather have something for free versus something that, that could be paid for. However, and I mean, absolutely no disrespect to the carrier loss control people because there are plenty of good ones out there. But it goes back to what I said before. You can't be an expert in everything. And there is a value to being able to find the exact correct resource for what you need. Right? Now, there are times in the sales process where you can you, you can uh, use loss control as posturing. Period. Right? Sure. Make yourself look good. Bring somebody in here with a clipboard and a pencil and a lot of questions, and it's going to look like we're really diving deep. 
That's great. That is posturing. That's not effective, you know, in terms of driving change in the organization. Then you can bring the people in, like the people that I use from Risk Logic, John Durante's company out of New Jersey. My God, these people are ex FM Global property manager or property engineers. You bring them in, I, I have never wanted to leave a loss control visit so bad in my life, right? That's how I knew it was a good one. <laughs> Is because as a producer, I'm in here. Because it's just uncomfortable, oh, or dude, what? We were we. This is back in the day. <laughs> this is going back in the day. I wrote the I wrote the PNC for a large furniture chain here in Tampa, and yeah. we did a loss control on the distribution center over in Pinellas Park. Nine <laughs> yeah. hours, nine Ooh, hours. We were on the roof gross. looking at the turbines on the roof. We, I mean, these guys went all the way down to what type of caulking was in the window joints. And I mean, it's just like, holy crap. And what that told me was these are exactly the right guys to have here. Like if I hate to be so like shallow in my assessment process, but if I, as a producer am bored by their existence, that tells me I have the right people there, right? Like <laughs> they're going to such a level now, like surface level loss control people and health and safety people. I'm okay with that. You pick things up. To me, those are who you learn your low-hanging fruit from that you can look for every time because when the carrier is sending that staff person out, it's going to be a pretty similar checklist across the board. You know they're going to look for certain policies and procedures. You know they're going to look for certain clues and physical appearance of structures and everything else. When, you go, when you're ready to really take this thing to another level, like you've got something that's got a couple hundred million dollars in property values and the underwriter is giving you some you know, pushback and they want to take rate, no matter how small it is, when you have values that are that high, it's going to drive premium up. It's worth the investment, people. This is not an expense. This is an investment into you winning that account or you retaining that account for the foreseeable future. And it's a great way for you to take and use that dedicated resource for the thing that you need to be laser focused on, augment that with the functional risk management and, and things you can do in your agency, plus what the carrier has, create a, a systematized plan that includes everybody so you all are not repli you know, not duplicating efforts in different places, and you have a much more well-rounded risk management approach for how you're going to drive down total cost of risk on those accounts moving forward. And so it is an investment. It's an investment to have an account for year after year after year. And I don't know about anybody listening to this, but if somebody costs me $5,000 to keep a $50,000 account, like that's, that's not even a decision in my opinion, yeah. right? Right. Yep. And, and typically these people aren't going to cost you that much. In my experience, and I'm not going to, by the way, let me throw a disclaimer on here. This has nothing to do with Yellowbird's pricing structure or whatever else. I'm just telling you from my standpoint, when I have a risk management visit that I need to contract out, I budget about $1,000 a day for that, okay? Some people are going to cost you more. Some people might be less. But if I just need a general risk management audit, somebody's going to have a little bit of drive time, they have to spend some time on the premises interviewing employees and doing things, and then a little bit of time putting together the report, making it professional, and getting it back to me. I know I can get that for 1000 maybe $1,500 a day. If I need somebody to go in and work you know, and do 
a loss control assessment and it's a 24-hour operation and they need to capture three different shifts and there are very specific things we're looking for that we need to not only you know identify but then give us the risk engineering recommendations around and specifically vendor recommendations and other things that is a much higher price point right that's why when you have a cold you go to urgent care and when you have an aneurysm in your brain you go see a neurosurgeon <laughs> right you don't go to the urgent care because you have an aneurysm in your brain it's a completely different skill set and a different level of analysis and expertise necessary to deal with those things and that's how I look at it. I think that the other thing I look at is if I can go to a company like a yellow bird, who's telling me that they vet these people and they fit in specific parameters. If I have a dog, I know who I can hold accountable for that. Right. Let, let's just say somebody slips through the cracks. They pass, you know, they pass the testing or whatever with flying colors. They make it onto the platform and they go out and they're a fool when they get to the job site. Well, I don't have, that's not on me at that point. It is. I mean, to my client, from my client's perception, it is, but it's not like I'm having to worry about an in-house employee or some rogue contractor that I had. I can go back to Michael's firm and say, look guys, you told mm -hmm. me I was getting the best of the best. That's what I paid for. And let me give you the feedback as to what's going on here. That makes my life a lot easier. And that's some sleep insurance for me as the agency owner too. Yeah, it's hey, interesting. Let's call it's it what it is. Let's call it what it is. I may not be the most qualified to determine who the best loss control person is for a particular <laughs> situation. I may think I do. Well, I was going to say, I mean, just think about the time the, the time spent on having to research that yourself and go out and find somebody that's going to potentially fit what you're looking for them to do. I mean, that that's the efficiency pickup that, I, that I'm seeing here. I mean, that that makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, so it's interesting. You mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned process and procedure. You mentioned documentation. And I always look at it as what happens in your traditional route when somebody goes to a location and they realize that they're missing something. What is the rectification process? What's there, how, how do you solve for that? And that's one of the things that we've been very focused on as an organization is I think general loss control is an area that we can do you know, we can do it with our eyes closed because we have the depth of roster and we have really great people. And you're right. We're not 100%. There's no way we're going to have rock stars 100% of the time. But I can tell you we're right now we're about 98%. And when we don't have a rock star, there is, a, there is an escalation and a replacement process. So that's the good news. Um, the bad news is I want to be 100%. <laughs> um, you know, just that that is my gold star. That is my, my North Star standard is making sure everybody is is completely satisfied when our professionals get out there. But the more important piece is what happens when somebody realizes that there's something missing? Who's responsible for it? And how much are we holding up? How much is this dime holding up the dollar? And I think about that a lot. So when you're talking about specifically, um, we're going to go on site, we're going to do a loss control assessment, we're going to realize that you don't have lockout tagout procedures, or maybe your, um, your OSHA manual hasn't been signed by all of your employees, or maybe it was written in 1987. Um, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> right? And the good news is, is that we also provide a, a methodology that you could say, okay, go on to Yellowbird, we'll have somebody else out there to draft these procedures for you. And again, the name of the game is getting through these roadblocks because time kills deals, right? I mean, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. in the in the insurance and brokerage game, 
if you go, okay, well, you need to fix this if you want to get it through underwriting, I'll call you back in three weeks. It's on you. Well, <laughs> guess what? A lot of them go, eh, I'll get to that when I get to that. And they move on. Or they go and try and find somebody else that might be able to push it through without being addressed. Either way, it's a bad policy. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest challenge so far? You know, uh, folks are used to doing it the way they've always done it. It's a it's a rinse and repeat industry. And it's like, oh no no, we have a safety guy, or I've always mm-hmm. I've always used Joe. Joe's great. No, I I got Joe. It's like, well, what's Joe's background? I don't know. I've worked with him for twenty five years. Joe's awesome. Well, what what happens when Joe can't do the job? Well, Joe's got people. Well, who are Joe's people? Well, Joe worries about that. He knows what we're looking for. And so mm-hmm. our biggest challenge is getting people comfortable with the fact that you don't have to have Joe's cell phone number and, call, and get a Christmas card from Joe every, every year to feel as though you've got coverage in your risk and, and safety side of the house. So we're trying to shift people's mindsets. The other challenge that we have, candidly, is our professionals making sure that they understand expectations. And so we've been very successful onboarding our professionals, but it takes us almost a month right now to get our, our professionals completely onboarded. So those 650 people that we have ready to work right now has taken us a lot of hours to get them mm-hmm. completely onboarded, background checked, insured. We actually do a federal and state background check. So you also can feel comfortable that the person that you're sending to a location is allowed to be near a school. They're allowed to be near, um, you know, in the, yeah. they're allowed to be in an environment that they're um, bottling uh, alcohol, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a, it's a, right. it's a good, it's a good uh, a safeguard, but that's been our biggest challenge is just getting the speed of the orientation, speed of the operations um, to be able to handle the demand. So I think that the other thing too that's interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, because we I don't remember us necessarily talking about this when we had our conversation offline last week or the week before. But um, can a client, like a can a can a just a standalone company, come to you and use Yellowbird, whether you know not going through their agent? Like you have the ability. So, so listen up, people. If you're one of the cheap wads out there that doesn't want to fund this for your client or haven't figured out that you can actually pay for this and bill it back through in a service fee arrangement or whatever, and you just want to refer your client direct to, you know, get something figured out, they sure. they have the ability, right? You can just refer your clients over to Yellowbird and they can do it on their own. Now, I mean, I don't know how much how much good press you're going to get from your client if you referred them to something they have to pay for to get the answer. But yeah, I think that would have to be a very but, specific situation. It's interesting because there's, there's a way of doing that. There's a very good it, way of doing that. You know, yeah, we can, I, I know a lot of agents that just don't want to pay for stuff, man. Sure. And, you know, we can always give a discount as a referral. And that's what we do. So most of our relationships – they hire us through the through the through the agent through the broker, and they just bundle it in on the monthly billing, and and that's that, and that's perfectly fine. Some groups are like, look, this is outside of our core competency. I just want you to come in and serve my client, um, but if you do, I want you to keep me in the mix. So can I get CC'd on the messages? Yes, we can do that. The third way of doing it is obviously, I think it's the most hands off. Look, you just take care of them. I don't want anything to do with them, and 
and be there for us to just handle that. We can do that. It's just, as far as we're concerned, it's it's really passing off your relationship, and that's that's kind of a. I don't know who exactly. I don't know who I don't know who wants to who wants to do that. I mean, you yeah. work too hard for your relationships to pass them off. <laughs> exactly. And the same That's people. How this whole conversation started. Well, yeah, well, it's <laughs> the same people that cultivate relationships. Yeah, the same people that only show up for renewal at every year. That's who it is. Yeah, no. no right. Hi, let me show up. Let me show up sixty days before renewal, and here's a great stewardship report to show you all of the cool <laughs> oh, insurance yes. things that I've done for you. And here's exactly why you should hire me for another year. Look at how great we've done. We issued all your certificates. We answered all your phone calls. We returned your emails in a timely fashion. Hey, here's a fun fact, people. <laughs> that's the expectation. What are you doing to exceed it? <laughs> Nothing. Like that. That's disgusting to me. That if we are in the agency industry and to be considered exemplary at customer service you're just simply executing the very basic tactics that you have to in order to keep an account on the books what just sick and twisted alternate universe do we live in that that's what that i'm real good at giving certificates out and 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 all that stuff anything other than that you're gonna have to figure out a way to pay for it we're an insurance agency here we place policies and we sell you coverage we sell you a promise that this policy is gonna pay that's it that's what, <laughs> what we do where did we where did you, where did you just go there with this accent like what 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 happened i don't know i just where did this come from i just got wound up <laughs> it's, man it's amazing. i break out his inner gunther <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's 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 nuts to me, man. I mean, we got it. I, this is the thing that that perplexes me the most about our industry, right? You have people that would really that would rather not pay anything to support their clients. I'm not making this up. I have hard proof that I see through all of these back channel internet groups that I'm in, where I read this stuff and just sit here. And, and it blows my mind. They would rather pay nothing because their clients shouldn't expect them to do anything more than place insurance for them than to actually yeah, invest in something crazy. that is going to scale their agency like 5X. Well, people just don't have the the foresight and the and the vision for that. I think, and it's how you you know always bring up. And I, I remember like when we when we um, sat down. Um, whenever the first time I came down to Valrico when we talked and, and all that and you were thinking about bringing me on and everything and you're like the, the industry man is full of just average C players and if you can <laughs> and I know you're not one of those and if you can do that like you'll you'll kill it and it's and it's just amazing because you hear that and you're like okay you know I get that but then like slowly over time I've just continued to see examples of this <laughs> and I mean this is another one it's just kind of like yeah, that's it's if crazy. that's if you're even hitting average, right? I mean, there's plenty of them that aren't average. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Weird to me. So the so the other interesting thing to consider is the the accounts that aren't quite at a point where they're ready to be a mid market or up market account, but still need service mm-hmm. still need services. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've always struggled with because you know, if you are a professional, you want to take care of everybody. You want to take care of the people who are paying you a lot, and you want to take care of the people who are paying you a little. But you want to take care of everybody. If you're a professional, you're you're playing long game. But let's be honest, you can't afford to spend a thousand dollars on a on a loss control assessment for a thousand dollar a year commission account. Sure. I mean, it's just it's just unreasonable to ask that. 
And so one of the things that I've been contemplating is how can we at Yellowbird offer services to brokers and down market clients to help them get the, because they're the ones who need it the most. They're the ones who are exposing themselves to the most risk. They're the ones who are getting hurt mm-hmm. hurt and injured and um, in, a, in a bad place. And so that's the other thing that I've been contemplating is how do we provide resources, even if it's just a discount because they called you. Um, they called the broker and they say, yeah, use Yellowbird and use this discount code. You know, we can't take care of it for you because to be honest, it's, it's not, it's not in our core competency, but use this discount code and at least we'll be able to give you a little discount off of, cause you need this stuff. You know, you need somebody to write a mm-hmm. you need somebody to write a safety policy for you because frankly, you need to have a safety policy. <laughs> it's not because you need the policy. It's because you need to be following safety standards and your people will, will feel like you give a crap about them. Because you have that. So it's one of those other things that I've been also contemplating quite a bit is how can Yellowbird help in the stop the brokers from having to say no? Because we all have that. We all have the situation where like, I really want to help this person, but it's going to cost me a, it's going to cost me a lot of money if I, if I help them. And, and so how do I help them without it costing me too much? True. I think it goes back a little bit to, you know, who you're targeting as your clients though, you know? So sure. if like, if you're, if you're going after those, you know, those clients, you just have to have that expectation. But I mean, that's, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's most of the people that are listening to this are not actively prospecting clients like that. Um, <laughs> they should, you know, they I, should, I they certainly shouldn't be. <laughs> right. So I get that, but they get what, the, um, they get the what, call, what, but they get the phone call, right? Like they, hey, yeah, you know, my, well, yeah, that, that, I mean, that happens to everybody for sure. Yep. What are you gonna say, Kyle? Sorry. No, go ahead. D- Dave had a no, question. No, I'm just wondering, like, what what have we missed? What do you want to get out there about yellow bird that we say. haven't <laughs> said yet? <laughs> you know, I think the most important thing that we try and stand stand for and stand by is. We're here as, oh God, it's such a cliche. I hate to even say it, but candidly, most people say, "Well, we we're here to back you up." You know, we're here as your trusted advisor. I mean, everybody uses the same cliche sayings, but for us, we have literally indexed. We've built the technology around making sure that we have the right professional for the need. And so, I would say that if anybody is coming across situations where they're what they either have way stretched resources or no resources at all. And they're like, where do I go to help my, help my client? We're a pretty good place to, to start. And we don't do everything. You know, we are purely an environmental health, safety and risk platform. So you need an accountant, probably not the place to start, but you know, (laughs) but in our, in the world that we're talking about here on the prospecting of mid market and up market accounts, you know, we're a pretty good, uh, pretty good place to start. And I, I guess that's the that's our ask is, you know, it, it doesn't cost you anything to register at Go Yellowbird, so it's goyellowbird.com, and uh, give us a try. Well, I mean, that's it, man. It's usage based. It's not like you're charging a subscription fee or anything like that, right? I mean, you hire somebody. I probably actually good for you to go through the pricing model so that they understand. But I mean, the way I look at it is, if you are the Uber of EHS EHS people then I'm assuming that I pay you for that person and you pay them whatever you've agreed upon and the spread is what the difference between the two. 
Exactly. So that is exactly the model. So the and model no is no different that. than augmentative staffing in the technology arena, right? They've been doing oh, yeah. that for years. Mm -hmm. You've just taken it and made it an app. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the difference is, is that if for some reason, and we actually, we, we don't want people to do this, but we also don't prohibit it. If you end up hiring one of our people off of Yellowbird as your full-time risk person, that's perfectly fine too. We do not take a fee for that. And that's a pretty heavy fee if you go to a staffing agency. But what we believe is that over time, more and more organizations are going to realize that they don't necessarily have to be adding heads to their internal risk programs. They can use Yellowbird to help and they can have more useful and, and leveraged uh, relationships. But to answer your question, you're right. It's purely transactional. So it can be on a onesie, twosie kind of a structure. Over time, when you say, look, I want you to create a program for me. I want this particular loss assessment evaluation done for my agency and I want to be on my agency's letterhead and I want to send you out to any account that is XYZ and so forth. That would be kind of a subscription-based model over time. We'd create a program around that and say, okay, we're going to roll out this program and this is what it's going to look like and you're going to be able to roll out 100 of those a month or 200 of those a month and that's easy. But to start, it's literally fill out a, a job request. You don't get billed anything until there's a match. So there's zero uh, concern about being billed until we find the right person for you. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a low risk, almost no risk, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's, fact that's, that that's it, the if hurdle. If you're only paying for it, if you use it, like, mm -hmm. use it, people. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, it's not yeah. like you're using it to, I mean, I guess you could, you know, say that you're betting on your, like, if I'm using it for a prospect, right? Like, because I, I do do that. Like, if I've got a prospect and I feel like having a loss control site visit or whatever is going to be a good idea, I'll invest the money in that on the front end because I feel like I've been doing this long enough. I've got a good handle on the fact that if I, I spend that money to have a professional go out and do the site visit, they'll close the deal, right? Right, exactly. I, I got a much better shot of closing the deal if they do the site visit than if I do it. Definitely. So, I mean, that's the thing. So where do they find you? Tell them how to, how to get hooked up. It's easy peasy, man. It's go Yellowbird. So exactly like it sounds, goyellowbird.com. And, um, you know, where you've got an app, we've got uh, our site, we've got, uh, we're very fortunate. We've been a very heavy growth rate. Um, we're a venture capital backed organization. We're in all 50 states. Um, so we've been, we've been very fortunate over the last, uh, 36 months. We're growing very, very fast and, uh, yeah, just go to goyellowbird.com and, um, I guarantee that you will have somebody on the phone with you from Yellowbird within, within an hour during the working day. Um, we don't wait for anybody. So that's, that's I, one I can of the tell you this, man, the last thing you need to warn any insurance agent about is how aggressive vendor salespeople are. We feel the wrath <laughs> at every trade show. So there's <laughs> nobody out there listening to this. That's going to doubt that you'll have somebody in touch with them within an hour. Like I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have the ability to call you five minutes before you plan on calling them due to some AI that you've developed where you can anticipate who's going to call you from where, like that's, that's how crazy it is. <laughs> huh? Is that available? <laughs> yeah, why not? It's worth checking out. Well, listen, man, I don't want to keep you. I want to be respectful of your time. I love your product. I think that it is going to be a huge game changer. I'm very much like, like, 
I can breathe easy now, right? Because now I know that I don't have to go digging. When I'm looking for somebody, I know where I can yeah. go and get this done. I'm your ideal. That's pro- my biggest takeaway. I'm your, man. I'm your that, ideal that, prospect, I mean, dude. Like I already buy into right. everything you're doing. You're just now the vehicle <laughs> that I can use to get there. Well, great. I look forward to seeing your jobs come through. Yeah, I bet you do. There you go. I bet you do. <laughs> but listen, people, go yellowbird.com. You heard Michael on Power Producers. Make sure when you reach out, you let them know where you heard about him. But this is a really, really cool app, and I think it's going to change the game to a, for a lot of our listeners in 2022. And I, I'm being dead serious when I say this. I look forward to taking it taking it off the out for a test drive the first time. It's coming soon. Awesome. I appreciate I know exactly, it. And Kyle, Kyle knows exactly which account I'm talking about. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, I totally would not want to look this stuff up on my own and just use somebody else that can put them in front of me quickly. So I love it. Yeah, right, well, thank 100%. you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Sure thing, man. Wish you nothing but lots of success in the future. Everybody else, we'll catch you next time. See ya. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.